Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Give it to me. Give it to me. Hello, everyone, and happy Friday. I am Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where let's be honest, we are all keeping each other going. And yet the well of things, she never runs dry. How is that? I don't know. How does that happen? This is honestly, I got to say, like, this is why I became a journalist and have stayed a journalist, because people are just endlessly interesting. The world is endlessly fascinating. And we have access to the wellspring of things without being able to go out into the world to find it, implying that the wellspring is not located in the world. Right. Which is good news. Inside us the whole time. The things were in. Oh, I'm going to stop there. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a little bit of a that's what she said. The real moment. things are the friends you make along the way. All right. There you go. We never have to leave the house, guys. Good uh, news. I was gonna. Uh, I was gonna do a a sort of um, uh, a take on the the L.A. Times columnist who had berated people for not dressing up on on camera, but then I <laughs> Please found. Please do. I, I, well, and we can. I'm not saying we can't. Uh, I tweeted something snotty about like, yeah, Angelinos, and stop liking tacos too. Like you, know, <laughs> you with your sportswear. Uh, but apparently, this is this has gone beyond Los Angeles. Uh, Nordstrom Trunk Club surveyed 2,000 Americans on how they've been navigating getting dressed, and especially on the legs, it's casual. On the legs. <laughs> I'm trying to find the exact percentage here, but there was there was a differentiation uh, between people who are like, oh, yeah, I'll put on a dress shirt because I'm on the video conference, but I'm definitely sweatpants below. Reports have shown recent surges in sweatpants sales, but it is you're totally right. Like it is. This is the Los Angeles kind of West Coast casual just reaching all of us, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, great. Anybody who doesn't know uh it was a thing that I was like, is that really true? And then I moved to Los Angeles. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's really true. People in Los Angeles just wear workout clothes in all kinds of situations, whether or not they're going to work out or or have worked out or whatever. You just see people walking around in in not exactly loungewear, workout wear, but loungish wear. Yep. This is this article is hysterical. It's literally like you're right, Tom. It's literally like business on top, party on the bottom. <laughs> the most common apparel for professionals is work appropriate top, but casual bottoms. Yeah. AKA uh, undie pants. Over half the group is getting dressed as if leaving home in the morning, though. So it's not overwhelming. It's a, it's a split happening. You know, why are they? Four out of five women in the group said that practice makes them feel more productive. And 95% said it put them in a more positive mood. I can totally see that. 55% say they are dressing up to feel good. Not to impress anybody. It just makes them feel better. And actually, incredibly, even though I, yeah, even though I work from home, I, and have for years now, and never 
I mean, I don't, I could not be bothered, right? Like, no, I'm not working in my pajamas. I'm not going to say never, but, <laughs> Rarely. but I at least migrate from like robe to yoga pants. But even I have been like, get it together, woman, put a little makeup on. And I think it's just the sheer duration because usually I'll work from home for a couple of months, but then go on a trip or go to the office or go to a conference and have a reason to put on some clothes and makeup. And so I think because that hasn't been happening, I'm basically just like, hmm. I'm of two minds about this because I think the that LA Times column that I was talking about was over the top, right? Like oh, I, on the yes. one hand, I'm like, you don't need to put on a suit. If you're just sitting down on a video conference, come on, like this is that's a little ridiculous. If you want, I'm not against it if you want to, but you don't I don't think you need to. But on the other hand, I think there is something to the idea that if you are working from home as as someone who also has been working from home for years, you will feel less like you're blending home and work. It's less stressful to say, ah, I'm putting on my work clothes and I also recommend having a a separate area. At least that's what works for me. And I'm going to work. So I'm wearing work things and I'm working over here. And then, because if I have sweatpants on, I don't feel like I'm at work. I feel like I'm half at work. So there is a psychological thing to that, but I'm wearing (laughs) jeans. I'm, you know, I'm not putting on a tie. It's, it's still very casual. It's just, different right yeah i just love this idea that there's like the 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 work shirt and the sweatpants that makes perfect sense i love that yeah that should become what i'm wondering is how much of this carries over when everybody ends up going back to the office and they're just like i'm still wearing the sweatpants i don't care it's too comfortable (laughs) among all of the things that i hope people discover from this let it be the case that pants with buttons just go away forever Oh, yeah. The I mean, I literally can't buttons. even be bothered. Like, my man friend was like, you don't wear jeans that often. I was like, yeah, because why would I do that? They're the worst. Or zippers, too. Zippers. Yeah, just why? pants that you can just put on and you don't have to negotiate anything with them. Yeah, no, this like firm, painful <laughs> fabric situation. Like, just no, you don't yeah. have to do that anymore. It's going to be the Los Angeles vacation of all the attire. And I love it. My my slippers, by the way, my mule slippers, couldn't be more. Like, could not be more L.A. casual, and I wear them everywhere. <laughs> the, uh, maybe it's lawfication. Lawfication. Oh, I like that. That's much easier to say. You yep. even do la lawfication. Oh, I love that. That's well, there we go. There we go. That's brilliant, and it is totally true that this is going to influence fashion trends for years. Don't also, you think? I want to do something for the people who absolutely, absolutely abhor this trend. So naming it something they can easily pick on will help them. Oh, you're right. And just to make it like a little bit hateful, but also awesome. <laughs> yeah. Lalafication. Done. There you go. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> um, my next thing is such a thing that it is almost ambient at this point, but I've had it on the bullpen for so long that I just mostly want to acknowledge it. Mm. The si- because frankly, it's delightful. The sidewalk chalk. Oh, did we, I think we talked about it in the pre-show maybe one time. We talked um, about how we weren't going to talk about it because we yeah. were afraid we would cry. <laughs> but 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 yeah, like in the in the first days of the lockdown, there were some like tear jerking sidewalk art. Like, hello, I miss you to their you know mm-hmm. kids to their friends. There was even one one day that I'm not going to go look up the words because I will cry. But it was basically mm-hmm. like, hi neighbors. Once this is all over, I really can't wait to have it. I'm starting to cry already. But yeah, uh, it hasn't gone away. There's new chalk art. The one on my, uh, near me 
right now is a series of instructions. It starts by saying, follow our instructions. And then you walk like, you know, 10 paces and it'll be like, stand on one leg and then walk backwards and like all this fun stuff for kids to do. Oh, that is incredible. Yeah, it's I mean, and I think that's why. Yes, it's ambient. And yes, you're seeing it everywhere. And there are people who are, of course, like overachieving on the sidewalk chalk art by doing those. The, uh, in fact, the sub version of this thing is the people who are doing the taped off designs. Oh, wow. Like, they're using blue painter's tape in most mm-hmm. cases to create these like really geometric designs, chalk them in and then pull up the tape. And so then you have this like super cool like stained glass window. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a fair bit of that and it is really incredible, but it also is like, it's just this like incredible communication thing and it's really sweet and it's really adorable. And there was even an article about how like some, you know, Karen's in Oakland were complaining about this lady's sidewalk art because it was like too much. <laughs> it's like it's the new, you know, spray painted mural. I don't even know. I do wonder what the uh, politics of it are, because I'm like, OK, a lot of the sidewalk art seems to be closer to this one house. And I'm like, I bet those are the kids that are leading the sidewalk art movement in this area and then there's one house that's never participating in the other stuff but just has like really messy drawings (laughs) and i'm Uh, like those kids are just having fun they're just like oh sidewalk talk great and it makes perfectly yeah like i don't think that it should necessarily now there are contests actually there are contests for it and there's like really incredible drawings and this and that but yeah the best ones are the ones where clearly people were just like how do i enter entertain my child Mm -hmm. and send a message to people walking by and there's there's been spin-offs there's the there there's like a rainbow movement where you create a rainbow inside in your window Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna tear up um, too it's actually really the stuffed animal thing the stuffed animal hunt it's kind of along those same lines yeah and it really like it just is kind of it's just one of those this is like classic thing too because it was just sort of wonderfully spontaneous and everybody was like oh yeah that seems great i i i instagrammed the, the first few times that I ran across that sidewalk chalk. Cause I was like, this is, this is, this is humanity fighting back basically is what it felt like. It really is. And humanity's need to like, Oh God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, um, you know, you probably Help. just need to chill out, uh, <laughs> throw on some lo-fi beats. <laughs> do, do I, are we doing that? Uh, you mean lo-fi like bad sound? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So lo-fi hip hop is a particular use of not bad sound, but like a kind of anti-hi-fi. Like it doesn't have all of the clean sound of like like a really highly engineered stuff. And I'm probably not doing it a a good service, but it it, it has a long history. It goes back into the 90s uh, of saying, you know what, we're it's it's there's a there's a kind of an analog movement that that Mm -hmm. parallels it and they cross over from time to time but it's all about like let's just make simple music and it's usually expressed at least lo-fi hip-hop is usually like as sort of chill stuff really really mellow stuff uh we talked on this on this show before about the channel um that that has the person studying you know and writing that people were using at work to focus Mm-hmm. That is the most popular of these, uh, but now everybody's doing it. That was Chilled Cow. We talked about Chilled Cow. Uh, Chilled Cow added 340,000 subscribers in March. Really? Yeah. Uh, 
and 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 uh lo-fi stream lo-fi live stream channels are seeing a major bump on this verge article daily views of videos with hashtag with me in the title have increased by 600 percent since march 15th whoa yeah so it's huh. cook with me you know work with me etc 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 right which is that's so interesting but so the point of the lo-fi live stream is just to like have something that doesn't distract. It's meant to be background. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, because it's it doesn't have like you know heavy distracting sounds. It doesn't have a lot of lyrics, if if any at all. Uh, mm. So it's good for you know just focusing, but also very calming. Right. Fascinating. I'm so interested in what people uh, are discovering. Wait, I'm describing our show, but. <laughs> <laughs> But the things that people discover that they need at a time like this and the tools that we have to deliver it are so interesting. Like just this idea that you'd be like, yeah, just, you know, turns out a lo-fi stream is like relaxing, calming and a place to come together and have some group therapy. Who knew? Yay, Internet. The College Music launched a stream called Lo-Fi Beats to Quarantine and Stay Indoors too. Oh, amazing. And uh, yeah, I think this is something where a lot of people are already doing this because of all the same reasons. Like, I just need to focus. I need to not be distracted. I need to stay calm uh, around work. But now everybody feels that way. So many more people feel that way. Oh, my gosh. I like can't wait to just fire this up. One thing I am finding, I accidentally fired up a video. So sorry, I closed it. Um, Just as a side note. I have a couple of times in the last couple of weeks had someone mention to me that a thing was happening on television. Like, oh, the network's had a big uh, concert or mm-hmm. Zoom concert mm-hmm. or something. Or like CBS did a big Prince tribute. Uh-huh. And I each time was like, oh, I'm I'm and I mean, I should caveat this by saying I'm old. Right. So I'm not like <laughs> Relative in the generation to, yeah, yeah. that would you're not, only you're not be streaming. Right, yeah. right. I'm not a Zoomer. But both times I was like, oh, I'm actually watching the Club Quarantine Prince tribute on Instagram. Or the other time was just like, oh, I'm I'm streaming some show that's been around for a while that like I, I, I couldn't be less aware of what is happening on network television. And mm-hmm. there just seems to be this because the options and the options have always been many. But they're so much cooler. Yeah. Well, did you watch any of that One World at Home thing that was no, like... that's was actually on, the thing I'm talking about. I was but like, that was I, on... That wasn't just on broadcast networks. That was on Apple TV Plus. It was on YouTube. It was on Twitch. Like, I'm surprised oh, really? you could avoid it because it was <laughs> on every single platform streaming or broadcast that you could think of. Huh. Uh, and what's funny is like, I was interested because I'm like, oh, I guess everybody's going to be watching this thing. I want to see what happens. So I put it on uh, using Hulu, I think. And and my wife was just like, yeah, okay. You know, I guess. Yeah. Like just yeah. not excited. And and it, it is one of those things that if this had happened in 1985, everybody would have been glued to the television to watch this big television event. It's interesting. Right, right. Yeah, I, I it is interesting. Like there's so many things to do and yet – there's enough people to fill all those rooms, I guess. Anyway, I can't wait to do this. I'm going to like make a bunch of masks tonight and like have lo-fi music on to concentrate. Yeah. Uh, that and club a- quarantine. Those are the two big musical pushes in our house. Dude, 
I mean, Club Quarantine is absolutely right. delightful. And I'm so happy that now Instagram launched live streams. Like, pro tip, now you can do an Instagram live stream in a browser on a computer. Right. Because the biggest problem with those live streams is you want to text your friends the whole time, but you can't. You got to yep. go back and forth. Hey, Quibi, pay attention. Fixed it. Oh, yeah. Are you trying Quibi? <laughs> well, of course I tried Quibi. It's my job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... But I mean, why would I continue to use Quibi uh, if I didn't have to? So that's what I figured you might say. I would. Um, I, I do have to say that uh, my wife's team is making a great show called Fresh Daily on Quibi. Go watch it. <laughs> Definitely do that. Um, a thing I will be making this weekend, and I'm gritting my teeth saying it because I feel like such a cliche, but I am going to make bread. It is. Not going to be sourdough. Mm. It is going to be the bread recipe that I believe is, in fact, the anti-sourdough. Oh. The bread for normals, which is the Mark Mark Bittman no-need bread recipe. Because you no need sourdough. You no need to deal with sourdough. (laughs) A growing weird thing in your fridge that has to be fed. No, seriously, I cannot tell you how many times I have sent, received, and seen other people, encouraged other people to send around the recipe for the Mark Bittman no-need bread, which I have actually been making for years. Like, this recipe has been out, been around forever. It is, I just would like to tell you guys, it is delicious. Mm-hmm. It is super easy to make. You can make a 24-hour version or a four-hour version, and you just have yummy bread, and you don't have to feed anything to get there because you you just use regular yeast you don't have to grow your own right you don't have to grow your own yeast you don't have to yeah exactly like you don't have to do the whole like crazy sourdough thing you just make some dang bread with some dang yeast you don't have to do all the pushing and stuff i'm guessing right that's in the name yeah no need you literally like you mix it you rest it you let it rise and then you bake it I mean, that just sounds like all the best parts of bread without yep. the parts you don't want to have to and deal there's with. Not even, there's not even like a weird baking thing. Like you, I mean, it's a little, you put a little, ideally, you put a little cornmeal in the bottom of a Dutch oven and you make it in there. Okay. The, the cornmeal just keeps it from sticking? Yep. Yeah. Then you can use like other stuff if you want, but cornmeal seems to work the best. Yeah, I just, it's like so yummy. You can make a whole wheat one or a white one. And it's funny, actually, because I noticed I finally was just like, this bread is everywhere. Everyone's talking about it. And frankly, the world needs to know that you don't have to do a sourdough starter. You can just make a yummy bread. And it turned out when I went into the... (laughs) Right. If you have that and you have yeast. But I went into the bullpen today to put it in there. And I saw that Rich Truffolino had already put the bread in there. And I was like, confirmation. It's a thing. It looks like the bread that you get at restaurants, like the, yeah. the really yummy, like, you know, full of holes, you know, because it's got air in it and it's it's soft <laughs> and tasty and crisp on the outside. Yeah, it really it's really, really delicious bread. It is. It's like the kind you would dip in like olive oil. Mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. lovely. So if like you feel like you have to do it and the only reason I'm going to do it. In fact, I don't even need to because I have a loaf of sourdough in the freezer. But my son really wants clam chowder in a bread bowl. Ah. So I'm just going to make this and make two rounds of it. Oh, yeah. Two two yep. bowls. Two bowls. Yeah. 
Pretty exciting. But it, so there you go. Like you don't have to. Also, you can just turns out you can actually, for the most part now, buy bread at stores. <laughs> but this bread is delicious. It is worth making. You do not have to sourdough start. Well, the, 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 when you, uh, the, I don't think people are making the bread anymore, but this might have been part at the beginning. They're not making it because they're worried about not being able to buy bread. I think people are just doing it for therapy now. They just like have time. Yeah, yeah. they have time and, and baking is a thing people do when they stress. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, all the like comfort foods are back. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's become, maybe this is just me because I'm having a little bit of a failure complex as the shutdown goes on and the house gets messier and my child gets more and more Lord of the Flies. <laughs> it's like a little, I feel a little attacked by the sourdough people. Like, I'm just like, who oh, are you? I see. Like, everybody's showing off their sourdough so life. And you're like, yeah, I got time for that. Yeah. And maybe this is like a whole other sub thing, which is like the backlash against the people who seem to have too much time in quarantine, because I do not. Yeah. There's, there's, I mean, it depends on who you are, right? Like, there, there's, there's people who have time off on quarantine, but are frightened because they have the time off because they lost their job. There's people who have the time off on quarantine because they're fine. And they don't mm-hmm. have to do their job or the way they do their job is different and it leaves them more time, but they're still getting paid. And those are the people mm-hmm. making sourdough. And then there's us, which is like, yeah, we're still working. Pre- pretty much only. Yeah. Like, right. Like added a show, you know, and I'm not trying to complain. I really like I don't. No, want to no, complain. no. It's not a complaint. I, it's just it's, it's obviously uh, incredibly thankful. Right. But it's yes. not like we can say like, yeah, now with all this time, because nothing's changed. Yeah. I did not get more time back in my life. Nope. Me at either. all. And so the only bread I'm going to make is the delightful, no need bread where you are like hands on for 10 minutes. You put it in the fridge, you let it rise, like after either 18 or four hours, whatever you want to do. The end. Well, and, and I think baking does give you a sense of like accomplishment. Oh, it's, I love and that's important. Bake. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't, I'm not going to discount baking at all. It is really wonderful. And that's totally why I mm-hmm. am excited to make this bread. But guys, I'm just here to tell you, from me to you, a little bit of a hugsies, you can make the easy stuff. Do it. Do you hear mm-hmm. about that mill in uh, England that was just a tourist attraction, and they only kept the mill working to make enough bread to sell in the souvenir shop, and now they're making like the same amount they would normally make in a year in a week because they don't have tourists, and they're like, well, a lot of people need flour, and we can sell it. So oh, my it's, gosh. It's like a thousand-year-old mill. That's back in full operation. <laughs> that is incredible. SCW Lung, this is really smart, says our local brewery just started selling instant yeast and flour. Oh, yeah. And nice. so guess who made a beer? That is so smart. There is, I will say, there are some, I'm probably not going to do it, <laughs> but there have been a bunch of articles on the internet about how you always have yeast. Like there's not there you just the stuff you have around your house, whether it's like fruit or oh, like yeah. other foods that you can make yeast. You can find yeast. It's you not can find hard, yeast. it's like pretty ubiquitous in the ecosystem. I hadn't even thought about that. You're right. Yeah. That you can actually create it with science in your own home, which actually does sound kind of cool. Like especially if you have younger kids and you want to do like a fun experiment. That'd be kind of neat. Well, uh we do have some things that have been sent. Uh, in from you folks uh, feedback mm-hmm. at it's a thing dot me. I'm trying to figure out 
if they're if I'm missing something here, uh, but I don't think I am. It's recipes for sourdough pancakes. <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't or say who it's yes. from. It, it does actually. It's like low down here. It's from darn it, stupid Google. Docs there's also the Miss worst. Mary Rogers sourdough waffles. Oh yeah, maybe it's from Miss Mary Rogers who says my husband has been using sourdough for thirty years, which you were you earned it. Like that is legit. And then put in, uh, sent us a bunch of recipes oh, for sourdough it's in the pancakes. Cell to the left, but the cell to the left is is not showing up at the top of the cell. I've changed that, and now it says Molly. My husband has been using sourdough. <sighs> okay, yeah, now I see. Okay, so well, we don't that. know who it is. I'm assuming maybe it's Miss Mary Rogers, but I'm not really sure because there's de- there's definitely not a name there. You know, Google Docs is just the worst. Can we just agree on that? <laughs> just and here we are, nigh on near 20 years later, 15 years later, still using it for a podcast rundown. And this was a comment on the blog. So thank you for posting that. And thank you oh, for sharing these amazing. recipes. They're great. They actually do look incredible. Look, look, okay. If you have a sourdough starter, you should make these because they look amazing. The sourdough waffles. Oh my God. Uh, Stephen oh, Crater America. said, I want to point you to a recent YouTube video by Matt Parker. Also, Alan sent us the same video 18 <gasps> hours later. He describes a way to play Scrabble remotely and not duplicate letters. What? Mm-hmm. Incroyable. Oh, my gosh. I want to do that. Can you um? Can you find one for Pinochle? That would be great. Shannon Kay wrote in and said uh, that she thought last week's shout outs sounded familiar, writing, I can't focus on the shout outs because all I can think of is that the music is used, the music used in those shout outs is the same music that my husband and I used for the background music in our first iPhone game, Sheep Stacker, back in 2009, no longer available in the App Store. Sorry. It's a small world after all. Wait, Shannon Kay knows all the things in the world and has an app history? (laughs) <laughs> and as an app history, that also used the music for our marketing generator shoutouts. Like Shannon is a nexus. Yeah, no kidding. Well done. Uh, <sighs> Joe wrote in on the new cuteness, said, hey, friends, as I've been sheltering in place, I've come to realize that my thing spotting skills are not strong enough to see them from the safety of my basement office. With that realization, I want to compliment you guys on your high level thing spotting technique. I never fully realized the power you two have until I myself became a basement dweller. Kudos. <laughs> uh, one thing I did notice from the security of my basement was an article verifying the poop is cute thing from last December. <laughs> this article focuses a little too much on the unicorn angle. Remember squatty potty? But does touch on the just the right amount of transgressive angle that captures the phenomenon. Keep up the good work. I will endeavor to hone my thing spotting through some mix of Jedi training, web surfing, and karate kid montaging so I can keep up. Thanks, Joe. Amazing. Sometimes you just have to steal from Rich, too. <laughs> yeah, Jeremiah that's the easy wrote, way. <laughs> Yeah. Jeremiah wrote in uh, catching up on some episodes. And this this is funny because I was scrolling through our, our blog today and I saw our episode about Shen Yun and I was like, God, remember when people went places? No, oh, right. But ironically, also, Jeremiah wrote in and said, I'm catching up. And he says, the Shen Yun thing. I've seen ads for it near another thing you should check out. Dollywood, a huge attraction in East Tennessee. And, and this is where he gets to the total thingness. Dolly Parton herself seems like she is even more of a thing right now than she has been for years. Definitely a moment mm. in the zeitgeist. Anyway, they've had signs advertising the Shen Yun next to signs for Dollywood and the Dixie Stampede mm-hmm. for years because Tennessee is like that sometimes. Also, on your talk about the virtual happy hours, 
a lot of my fellow D&D nerds are exploring the use of Zoom, Discord, Roll20, and others to have their regular D&D sessions. It's gotten to the point where I'm playing more, not less, just online. Keep up the good work. You're helping keep me sane in my work from home crazy time. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. I love it. I have uh, been to the gates of Dollywood twice, but I've never been inside. Oh, man. You know, ironically, Fat Emo Kid, our good old friend. I saw that. Yeah. Was just tweeting about buying tickets to Dollywood. I know. That's great. It's a so, thing, yeah. thing. Dolly Parton, definitely a thing. Good call. Oh, uh, my God. Time for some shout outs. Time uh, for some shout outs. Thank you to our producer, Rich Drafalino, who creates these shout outs every week uh, and seems to outdo himself every time. This week's shout outs are in the form of synopses of recent Nicolas Cage films. Oh, my God. So if you don't know, this is actually a bit of a thing that Nicolas Cage apparently just works constantly and just churns out absurdly terrible movie after absurdly terrible movie. Or, as I like to put it, awesome. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he's like, yeah, but I'm I'm a working person and I, I need to feed myself and my family. I mean, <laughs> so wow. Yeah. So I challenge you after these shout outs not to want to watch these movies. Shall we begin? Let's do. After a meteorite lands on their farm, Gabriel Cohen and her family must battle an extraterrestrial organism as it infects their minds and bodies. Jake Woods is a respectable businessman and loving father in a peaceful life until his violent past comes back to haunt him. When his teenage daughter is taken from their home, Jake rounds up his old crew to help him find her by any means necessary. Louis St. Amour must fight for his life on a ship when his deadly animals, including a <laughs> rare white jaguar, are set loose by a dangerous criminal out to kill everyone on board. In the aftermath of the BP oil spill, New Orleans politician Mike Akins <laughs> finds his idealistic plans of restoration unraveling as his own life becomes enigmatically contaminated with corruption, scandal, and deceit. Does not refer to the real Mike Akins. Uh, yeah, these are fantastic. Uh, these are really, really good. I'm starting with the White Jaguar one, just to be clear. Mm -hmm. That's I the one. Uh, so yeah, if you uh, back at uh, the shout out level at patreon.com slash it's a thing, you too can be immortalized by Rich Straffolino in our shout out segment. And let me tell you, it's worth every minute. Trust me. Oh my goodness. Is it ever? Thank you uh, to, for listening to It's a Thing. Thanks for everybody who supports the show. We are so grateful. Patreon.com slash it's a thing uh, is where you can become a member of the show thank you thank you once again and of course email us your things because let's be honest best back half of the show in in podcasting oh, yeah. as far as i'm concerned absolutely feedback at it's a thing dot me we'll talk to you again next time bye hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.